0: This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody! This is Ted DiBiase, the yeah, Million dollar Man. And you are listening to, and you're listening to, the Wrestler Review. Priceless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you got an ear piercing that's attached to your nose, and you're for some reason wearing a dress. Time to remove some ribs and suck your own dick. It's the head. Bangers! Did you know? Here's
1: there is some really, really great stuff about the headbangers that I didn't know. Um. Such as Thrasher could barely do a flip. <laughs> what? It was like. So they bring in the headbanger. This is why like, we're skipping right to the chase. By the way, I am Dylan Gott.
0: My name is John. Hastings.
1: Whoa. Take
0: a pause there. Let them wonder. Is it the same John? Has Dylan replaced John Hastings with another guy? No.
1: Mr.
0: Anderson.
1: Hastings.
0: I'm going to say this. Do you, you want to
1: be those wrestling fans? If you smell la 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 what the uh, got is cooking.
0: And that's the bottom line. Because John said so.
1: <laughs> the best All right. Everyone... No, one I really like. I like no. the
0: forced catchphrases of current wrestling. That really. Oh heard. yeah. Where it's like this is great. Then like two weeks later, they're on every commercial, just like I am Enzo Amore, yeah. and I suffer from incontinence.
1: Yeah. my dick is S A W T S T T T T Hey,
0: no, and you can't. Sometimes the embarrassment you feel when you're looking in the lo- eyes of a lover and they look at you and realize that while you were attracted to them, the blood vessels in your dick cannot actually function properly enough to give you a hard-on. And you can't teach that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, Uh. they're all like, all the catchphrases now are like, do you remember mid-90s Saturday Night Live? We're getting very specific. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Basically like Phil Hartman, like or like Chris Far... I live in the van, but I always like no, not 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 those ones.
1: Like the ones where Will Ferrell. People forget how un, not unfunny, but like how Will Ferrell didn't really catch on till his third or fourth year. Oh yeah, so the like, so it was you, like all these like uh, him being the male cheerleader.
0: Yeah, and yes. uh,
1: the well, stuff that was like kind of funny, but they were like, listen. We got Chris Kattan and just a bunch of a fucking garbage, okay? I thought Chris you're going to have to go there and yeah, be an elephant mi- <laughs> that mean, has
0: an attitude. M- you mean Mr. Peepers? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Peep- Peepers. I, I forgot Chris Kattan was alive. Like, I, 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 he is erased from my mind. I never forget Chris Kattan is alive. He, it's weird that he's your favorite actor. <laughs>
1: My favorite thing, one of our, a couple of our friends did a comedy festival in Canada, and Chris Kattan uh, asked to be put in first class, but there's an airline in Canada called Porter where it's basically like, it's nice, but it's the mega bus of the sky. You got unlimited, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Unlimited it's snacks? Sm- unlimited snacks, unlimited beers. People and, don't, they don't advertise that, but they will just keep on serving you. Yes, beer. they
0: will. Also, excellent Excellent before flight lounge area with complimentary coffee and snacks even there.
1: Oh, yeah. You can, if you're cheap, like me and John are cheap, you can you can just eat almonds. Like, you're like, okay, this flight was too early in the morning, but I got it for cheap. I'm eating just almonds.
0: I, one time, I sometimes like to make bets with myself while traveling. How many I, almonds can I eat? No, it was how many coffees can I drink in the next 15 minutes? The answer yep. is five. Five. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we did a sketch show, me and my friend Bryn, where I was like, I'll have one beer. For every beer I have, you have to have a coffee, and then we did, and he left the stage at five. <laughs> like People don't think about how bad coffee oh, is for you. You have it, ten beers, you're like, oh, I'm hungover. Ten coffees, you're dead. Like You are a dead person. Yeah, because
0: you are both very dry and very jittery, which yes. just accentuates your dryness.
1: Hey, uh, how's it going? You want to suck my dick? I'll suck your dick. I just need something to happen.
0: Yeah, do <laughs> anything to me.
1: I'm a toilet. I'm a <laughs> toilet for fluids. goddammit. it. Speaking
0: of someone who was uses a toilet for fluids, yolo, yolo, yolo. The headbangers first got their start where Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You oh. fucking cunts. No, let's let's talk about where
1: they were trained by. They were trained by Larry Sharp in the Monster Factory. Um, had Here's something. Rat. Thra- gonna... One of Thrash's for like Thrash's. Because, all right, so the Monster Factory set up right, you go right linked to the WWF, right? Because they had Bam Bam Bigelow, they had all these guys in the 80s. Thrasher's third match ever was against Adam Bomb. Within his first six months, he was touring Japan.
0: This is insane. with
1: With Stan Hansen, and there's a story where Stan Hansen, like, obviously in character, but then just, like, once he's out of character, he's a nice, nice man and he was being crazy, Stan Hansen, and a kid asked for his autograph, and he just hit him in the head with a bull. With a, with a, with a, with a bell. With a fucking, what do they call those? A cowbell. Yeah, a cowbell. He cowbell, cowbelled of- this kid in the head, and he's like, I wish that goddamn kid wouldn't have done that. Speaking I of... I had to wear him.
0: <laughs> Speaking of... I had to fuck his mom Speaking- and spit tobaccos in her pussy. Speaking of SNL quotes from the late 90s, Yeah, that kid wanted more cowbell. But imagine... Okay, <laughs> Yeah. All right. It's six months into your professional career, and you're already hanging out with the end boss of kayfabe. Like, (laughs) just remember, son, when you're in the ring, they're not people. They're just things. (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to hold my Bible and call my wife. Only missionary.
1: (laughs) I'm going to get on my horse. That's what I call a car.
0: I'm a cowboy. Believe I'm a cowboy, or are you, I will murder you. Are you drinking water and pissing sitting down? I didn't know you were a woman.
1: <laughs> How great would have Brokeback Mountain been if it was just Stan Hansen twice? <laughs> it would have
0: been it was Stan Hits. Just Stan Hansen and Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger would have committed suicide on screen. Because a he would have gotten blown out backwards ways because what Stan Hansen, Stan Hansen I believe, makes up makes up for in length he makes up for in girth he's got a very you wide don't think penis. that he has
1: an eight inch pop can you don't think that guy has a terrifying
0: no. every no. woman
1: that he's like every woman who he's had sex with he apologizes to before and I'm so sorry you're gonna have to deal with this ma'am but uh, you're about to die. <laughs> Here's how Brokeback Mountain, as Stan Hansen runs because here's how I believe he thinks gay men uh, uh, operate. Him and Heath Ledger. He whips it out. No, wait. Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger are about to make love in the movie. He whips in. He's like, size off, boys. (laughs) Takes his dick out. He's like, I got the biggest one. You're both the girls. And then he just fills them up like a goddamn car.
0: Just, yeah. I hurt. I hurt. now we're watching sports boys <laughs> being gays the best <laughs> I, I fixed a-, a car while watching sports and now we're gonna do the fuck yeah. remember boys we're gonna have to go edit the Bibles because one thing we can't be is wrong in the eyes <laughs> of Jesus luckily <laughs> his books are easily destroyed <laughs> I don't know if going to heaven's good but being in hell's all right! <laughs> One suck, all gone. Pardon me, Heath, let me ask you a question, but have you ever tongued a man's asshole? Before you do, you should know I believe a toilet paper is a form of tampon and I'm not used to the middle fifties. My asshole is best described as some sort of chocolate funnel cake who wouldn't go anywhere near. You take a dump and you walk around with this shitty ass. <laughs> you let it air out. And then you let it dry and you, you take it off with a chisel. <laughs> the, but the sad thing is... You slowly wipe your ass with a chain. Speaking of chains, Ooh. the headbangers... No, pe- I
1: want to say, I'll throw this out there. Another weird comment he said. Uh, he wrestled <sighs> Abdullah the Butcher within his first six months. Oh my god. And he was like, can you not cut... Your head, like my head, like you cut yours, and then Abdul the butcher. Also, the consman nice man, was like, "Sir, I would never do that." And then he apparently Abdul the butcher, like, because in Mick Foley's book they say Abby held in a fart for six hours because he thought it would offend his. Apparently, he also smells amazing.
0: I could believe that. Thrasher
1: was like, "He's the best smelling man I've ever wrestled," and then
0: I guarantee that that guy's a well perfumed. Like just a good man. Because
1: it's probably Except one of those things where it's like he plays Hep-C. the, like, he has to play the ultimate racist character, essentially. So yeah. he's like, outside of the ring, I wear a three-piece suit, and I smell of only the finest or Yes.
0: <laughs> While I gave that wrestler hepatitis C, you need to understand that hepatitis C cured his cancer. <laughs> <laughs> he can never know, of course. <laughs> I work for the government. I've
1: got something from Abdullah the Butcher. I just feel like I want a strawberry martini now. Yeah. And then I want to go to bed at 8 (laughs) p.m.
0: Oh, hello. Abdullah the Butcher here. Just to let you know, I'm from Windsor, Ontario, and I have all the goodwill of that city, which is why I may look like this, but inside, I am a goat. Singing! (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Thrasher's in uh, in Japan, having the weirdest tour a man could ever have. So
1: he... And the other thing is, so he comes in and he's like, he's just doing job matches and then they pair him with Mosh, which is weird because he trained Mosh. And here's how great Larry Sharp is. He was like, good job losing to Adam Bomb. Stan and ripped your deck off. Go train guys now. It's like two years into his career. Yeah.
0: How long have you been doing this? Two years. Oh, you're ready to teach. <laughs> Does that mean that I'm not very good? Yeah. They're you doing, can't do a flip. So they're doing... Uh,
1: job matches in the WWF as like the Arachnoids, and uh, by the way,
0: for those of you that don't know, in the middle to late '90s, for some reason the WWF, actually quite prescient, were like, we need Spider Man, yeah, and the WCW tried it with Arachnoman, which is yeah. one of the most embarrassing characters you ever see. There's
1: there was one that they tried out that was just a Ninja Turtle.
0: Yeah, I think it was called Karate Ra- Frog. Yeah, or something. Toad Kick. So yeah, they do It's um, Randolph the Toad that kicks uh, What a maneuver He's friends of Rat, I think uh,
1: What a brilliant maneuver He's some sort of Some sort of foot thing Some sort of pre-purse animal
0: In the logic of wrestling How many WWF champions Are far worse sexual criminals Than Harvey Weinstein could ever imagine to be if I
1: don't, don't want to blow. I don't want to blow. I don't want to blow it all this week. But uh, we're gonna get into some stuff that I'm sure you don't remember. And next week we're doing Vicky Guerrero, which gets great.
0: Oh no! Just the Edge relationship, uh, alone.
1: The Edge. There's so much worse. There's so much worse. There's so much worse coming up in this episode that you've forgotten about.
0: Are you talking about the Beaver cleavage? I fuck your mom. Beat up your wife. Got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Yeah. No, the, the end of that angle is fantastic. Anyway, all right, so they uh, they go into Smoky Mountain Wrestling where James E. Cornette gives them the Headbangers gimmick. John, did you read on that?
0: I did, and he also used the slogan, Real Men Wear Skirts, which was the big thing that had the back of their shirts in the WWF. Now, the big thing you can see is the Yoo-hoo. Headbangers is clearly a... It's a modern evolution on the Rock and Roll Express or the Midnight Express. These sort of like take modern types of culture, adapt them into wrestling. That's a really, really good idea. They feuded with the Rock and Roll Express and the Thugs. Now, who do you think (laughs) the Thugs would be in Smoky Mountain Wrestling?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe to um, the Thugs. Let's see. They're really racist. How about actual Lawrence Fickshburn and actual Cuba Gooding Jr. because James Jim Cornette saw Boys in the Hood and he thought it was all disgusting.
0: <laughs> I'm never here's not,
1: the thing I'm, about here's the thing about Jim Cornette. If you want to know anything about Jim Cornette, he weaves his way into a lot of our uh, podcasts. If you want to know a lot about Jim Cornette, just look up his wife. Jim Cornette is that guy. We all know that guy. He looks very straight-laced, but then his... Oh, you're married to that lady? Why? Because Jim Cornette gets pegged. Yeah, he loves, I black like plastic in my asshole. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. No. It's just a It's, it's just, just a, a thing. simple reality.
0: And here's how you know. Bruce Pritchard has mentioned it on his podcast very scantily, which is there is a room in Jim Cornette's house you do not go into. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. Like you Jim just Cornette, know. everyone, like because he basically went. So Cornette was dating this girl. He went to a Danzig concert, and he was like, "Oh, we'll just make you these guys." Um, and Jim, and he was a smart guy because he—he he absolutely was. Also he knows what people that. hate in the South because he's a Democrat who plays like wrestling towns. So he plays like all. Yeah, all he's the towns he's like, hated but
0: like to them. By the way, like Jim Cornette is a black lesbian in some of those towns. Like, <laughs> excuse me, young man. You were not married in a church. Yeah, that's right. You fucking kid. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the SMW. Speaking about wrestling, by the way, if you watch, it is like fucking. It is hick, weird ECW in every fucking it's way. It's So good. It's fucking great. I yeah, wish that they the would have been of more times popular. People declare themselves to be an army in it. Are absolutely fantastic, including <laughs> the Headbangers' big uh, biggest feud, which was when they sided with Terry Gordy and Jim Cornette in their feud with Brad Armstrong. By the way. This um, the f- uh, phase of Terry Gordy is one of the more like oh, that's just a man on drugs, like yeah, you know how there's like that weird bloated but still muscular like that's a guy who parties but goes to the gym yeah, and then there's the like that's a guy who parties but used to go to the gym yeah, he was in that phase and like days away from just like that guy parties.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing about Terry Gordy. I'm sure we'll do an episode on him, but Terry Gordy like he was a very good Southern wrestling. Strong guy because well, he, was he was just
0: able to also get over the fact of it it's that weird sort of he's a farm strong fucking loon bag. Yeah. He's like everybody's middle child. Like you have like the guy who plays football, and then the one who throws rocks and will eventually wander in the woods to kill a woman. <laughs> and that's Terry Gordy. Yeah.
1: But he's like because in WWF, like obviously you make yourself a strong guy because you're like institutionally strong. Like you're the world's strongest man or you look like a bodybuilder. Whereas Terry Gordy is like um, uh, my, uh, my midsection is four feet wide And my wrists you could fit a lovely bracelet around mm. I have no
0: forearms <laughs> Part of my training includes Trying to find Michael Hayes in a field <laughs> All Michael! My mus- Michael! Michael! All
1: my muscles are <laughs> stemmed from waking up on a lawn Realizing it's not my lawn And sprinting as fast as I can off the lawn Let me put it this way If you have a daughter
0: I fucked her Ooh, I fucked her with my dick. It's got a Confederate flag
1: tattoo. I fucked her with my dick. I fucked her with my dick. Dick, dick. dick, 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 That was all my songs.
0: Uh, now, here's a quick pop quiz for you, Dylan. They debuted November 24th, 1996 as the Headbangers. Quickly, they transitioned into another gimmick, which was... The Flying Nuns. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, so this is the beginning I like of the, the Flying Nuns. I don't remember the Flying Nuns at all. I know that they were big, very heavily featured on Shotgun Saturday Night. They, were,
1: they basically were just the call Flying Nuns. They just pretended they weren't... Here's the thing about the headbangers that I wish they would have done more of, and I think they could have done way more, but they didn't, was that they kind of just made them... Jobbers like jobbers with a gimmick essentially, yeah. But like mid nineties jobbers and like, because now if a guy's a jobber, like if you're Adam Rose, let's say, uh, Adam Rose out of the Fed now, Adam Rose, he always just he just straight up jobbed everybody. So every time you saw him, he lost. Yeah. But the headbangers would beat people all the time because they were like. Because there's two shows, one of them's Raw, maybe the Headbangers lose on Raw, but then you also watch Superstars, which is an hour long, and the Headbangers are beating these like smaller
0: teams. It's this weird thing, it's like a video game, which was there's certain tiers. Like If you think of the original Mortal Kombat, if you weren't playing... Let's say you're playing... Yeah, the original Mortal Kombat back! Fuck you, Fuck you. Who brought a fucking microphone to the podcast recording? It was me, you fucking idiot. That's what the sound quality is bad. You dumb fuck. No, the sound quality's actually really good. I'm the headbangers. You're the flying nuns of this podcast. So I'm much better than you. No, me. you're not. You're much worse. So I'm Who's much better than you. Tag team champion. Needless. Tag team champion? Knows Bruce Pritchard. Knows everyone else.
1: Managed by Bruce Pritchard, actually.
0: No, managed by Brother Love. He's a method. <laughs>
1: um, you, it really sucks up. when
0: it's like, What'll get you over? That guy
1: who's only managed people for max a week.
0: You remember that guy that uh, debuted with The Undertaker and they went, this doesn't make any sense, and they gave him to a man named Paul Bearer, and that (laughs) luckily saved it? Yeah, exactly. You're with him. So, the Flying Nuns, but here's what I really liked
1: about the Headbangers was, they didn't go like, if they wanted to make it work, they could have just made them like crazy guys.
0: No, but they didn't. They made them basically like, you know those guys at the mall that hang out and wear makeup near the number two bus stop? (laughs) they're here like it was a very oddly on the zeitgeist gimmick choice yeah in that there were always two guys there were two guys in my high school in every grade that like were the goth kids yeah and then they like they were cool but they just like they kept to themselves a bit
1: yeah and they really did a cool thing where they when they first uh debuted in the uswa they always kind of kept the same character even through the wwf where like Uh, Lawler had them all... Like, all the managers... Take more time to say that sentence. Take more time. I'm sorry. I take my time.
0: Okay. You fucking idiot.
1: They did the Bigelow thing where they had all the managers uh, vie for them, and then they were just like, no, we're good on our own. All we need is... Because it's... It was a really, really smart decision to be like, it's the middle 90s, we don't need to make them heels, they're yeah. wearing kilts, people are just going to be homophobic.
0: Like, yeah, people are going to be... We like, don't need to push it. It's also one of those weird things where kids are in a certain way going to like them because it was also as the time where like, you walk onto a playground and everyone's like, you know, Marilyn Manson sucks yeah. <laughs> his own asshole. Like, yeah, and they would just talk about Marilyn...
1: But the thing is, like, the way they wrestled was just like a normal normal wrestlers. If they would have wrestled like... Just fucking throw themselves at people, be insane. Like their matches last five minutes because they get
0: themselves disqualified because they just
1: crash and burn. Like maybe they lose, maybe they lose like a maybe they lose tag title matches in like two minutes, but it's because they just fucking go nuts, throw a table in the ring, and then try and jump on Billy Gunn (laughs) and the smoking guns outside the ring. Both miss, thrown in the ring, pinned. Like, you know what I mean? Like, either go big or go home constantly in, like, five-minute matches where they're fucking nuts. Like, that's... A, but instead, they're, like, still doing drop toe holds. They have a sweet sweet finisher. Like, it's that power vomited leg drop. Yeah, it's fucking great. But, like, that shouldn't be their finisher. Their finisher should just be, like,
0: one of the throws human shit and the other one stabs the guy. Well, they did... <laughs> they, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. They did one interview where one of them vomited. It's one of those things where they were a great idea gimmick and you looked at them and they very much fit the aesthetic of the Attitude Era in the WWF and that they were painted... But they were pre-Attitude
1: the Era, which is weird because they're ninety they're 96, 97. Like, they're 90... 90- that's,
0: well, that's the, 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 the nascent days. They're the, the best part of the Attitude Era, which is that sort of year of 97. Yeah. Well, where, here's the weird thing about, like... it was before it was like, oh, and this gimmick to get the Intercontinental title, you gotta reach into your mother's cunt. I'm
1: like, no! <laughs> well, that's the weird thing about, like, think about now and think about, like how long the New Day have been the same characters. It's
0: insane. Three and then years. think, Yeah. But think about how, like... Well, think about how long they've let John Cena stay at the top. That never would have happened. It's 12 years, man. It's honestly because Vince McMahon is old and time just moves way too fucking fast for him, so he doesn't realize.
1: Yeah. Because one year, 1996, 97, the headbangers feel like fresh. By 98... They're like, who the fuck are those guys? Why are they still in the ring? Oh, that's it. But what was also weird... Because it's so weird because like, think about... But when they tried to bring them back after they break them up to skipping ahead, it was this weird thing where I was like... Don't skip ahead. We have three years to talk about.
0: All right. Okay. Was that a joke?
1: No, legit. Like the...
0: (laughs) The headbanger's career is three years. I was just going to say at the very end when they do a quick reunion after they break up... I felt I was like... That no.
1: quick reunion was two years. We don't need that. But we don't need it.
0: <laughs> we don't need them to get back But together. what else are you going to do with them? Just fucking fire them. Fire them? Yeah. No more jobs. Chad, fuck you. It, it really... I
1: feel really bad for them because they get, they get they fucked over really badly. It's
0: also one of those things where they are very much remembered as being part of the Attitude Era but aren't really included in it in that way of like... Well,
1: they were the first... Like They were like the first switch towards it like... Yeah because they start feuding with the Godwins and when the Godwins are did you know that uh, Phineas Godwin Dennis Knight has a tattoo that just says redneck and the Confederate flag yeah. on
0: it? and I've been like, on television for years and it was like when I finally figured out what all that meant in my middle teens I was like oh my like literally their gimmick was Phineas broke his neck and basically like they realized the south will rise and now they're here to let the north tell themselves to fucking die
1: I thought they like I watched some headbangers matches with the Godwins and I was like this is this is great like this is fucking great because it really is for what the WWF is now that all right the Godwins are babyfaces in the
0: south and the headbangers are babyfaces in the north Oh, of course. This is amazing. It's basically versus... It's uh, people who have fucked men in the ass because they felt there was no other option versus two men that look like, to some people, they would fuck each other in the ass.
1: <laughs> and a thing I really like that they brought in the ring, the headbangers, I think they didn't have a manager, mind you, of course. but uh, The
0: boombox, Dylan? They were managed
1: by the boombox? That's what I mean. The boombox may be the best gimmick thing ever because, obviously... What do you do with the boombox? You just fucking take half the shit out of it, cut it down the middle so it's barely a boombox. But then when you hit the guy in the head with it, even though it doesn't hurt at all, it goes fucking everywhere. And it's always
0: like, it's a great prop. I and, think it was one of the best props. And when, because they also built up to it. They had that, Yeah, they were bringing that to the ring for... Maybe a year, yeah, and then they finally fucking. I don't even think. I think they got. They weren't ever really like. They weren't ever good guys. They weren't bad guys. They were just like. It's the you know. They were tweeners. The use of the term tweener, which really bugs the shit out of me, but they're in between. Fuck you. Hey, what do you call a bisexual wrestling fan? A tweener, (laughs)
1: because they don't.
0: Triggering. You're triggering? Are you triggering our audience now? Does
1: that mean jacking off? Yes. <laughs> I'm jacking off slowly. It
0: is weird that you've been slow jacking this entire time.
1: I'm uh. You you edging. I you ed- edge. You. Oh. Rub the top so when you come, it murders whoever's on the receiving end.
0: My question is, who do you, do you remember who explained to you what edging was? Because I do, and it was one of the more alarming conversations of my life. Do you mean
1: Evan Demeray?
0: It wasn't Evan Demaray, but I'm not surprised that Evan Demaray did explain that to you.
1: Yeah. Of course he explained it because he's always like, well, that, <laughs> that guy's done, like, concentratedly done more weird sex stuff than anyone I know. He's got, like, he's a nice boy, but then his eyes roll back in his head and he's like, do you want to hear about <laughs> the pain? <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> You've never been- gotten a blowjob while your skin's on hooks.
0: Um, yeah, he definitely does go Gozer pretty fucking quickly. Gozer mean? From Ghostbusters 1. Okay. I'm I'm Gozer the Traveler. Does Kristen Wiig play that one? No, Sigourney Weaver does. Sigourney Weaver? I just recently watched the new Ghostbusters with all the ladies. Here's the problem with it. It's just not a good movie. The problem, no, but I think everyone's point with
1: that one is this is getting really off track.
0: There are people that wear dresses, as did the hangbanger, so I feel like it's on, t- it's on point. That's
1: perfect. Um, the problem with that is like,
0: and also was talking it's me,
1: like it's a remake. Every remake sucks. You know what I mean? It's just people didn't go see it because of the no. girls in it. Like I was listening Ocean's to something where like they we were
0: Ocean's talking 11 about eleven is a remake and Oceans Eleven the Clooney Brad Pitt version, vastly superior to the Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin.
1: Yeah, but do you know how that movie was written? Like purposely let's take this movie
0: and make it way better than it already was.
1: No, but like how the original Ocean's Eleven was written was just on a cocktail napkin. Of course.
0: It was literally like, we'll sing, who gives a fuck? Fuck you. No, That's the best
1: thing about 50s movies. That's the thing about like 50s entertainers. I'm so glad that is dying off now mm. because like, like in an odd way, the headbangers are great because they only had these like five years. Like think about this. Think about Thrasher's career is He's he starts out. in 1990.
0: Starts hot. By Strong.
1: 1996, he's a full-time wrestler like immediately. And he's peaked
0: uh by 97 he's peaked. Yeah.
1: He's still making six figures until the year 2000.
0: Cuz God bless wrestling in the fucking like Yeah, cuz that's
1: awesome, right? Um and now he like I listen to a podcast with him he's like this would never happen now. But guys like um from the 50s would be like, "Oh, I was just that good." Like I read this biography of like Jackie Gleason where he talks about how like oh yeah, I was amazing because I got picked up.
0: He referred to himself as the great one in his early 20s. And like Jackie Gleason be referred to him like yeah. Uh Mr. Gleason? The great one? Yes.
1: Like- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so it's uh I'm glad that's dying off because these guys can like in an odd way it's it's weird because uh the, we're going from Ocean's eleven of the headbangers again but they really like I feel I feel good for how this story ends and how we get we'll take a break now but like how the
0: story ends is it really is, good it's, because it's both like both, if you very them, and if you both hear them both talk they are very actually quite positive about what's happened and also yeah. it does and seem like they're just like, nice they're nice men. They're nice boys who hopefully have saved some of their money and Thus far, I don't have to worry about, like, oh, they were found in a hotel room with a suppository of opium shoved up their piss hole. <laughs> well, that's the the fun thing is, like,
1: they kind of had to be like, oh. Because they never went to WCW and got a second run. No. They, like, petered out in the WWF and then just, like, stopped wrestling. They're the kind of place that if
0: ECW had kept going, you know they would have shown up in ECW, burned the dresses in a barrel, and been like, Here's our real names, and then within two weeks they would be back in the WWF. Like that weird thing that always happened with ECW. <laughs> <laughs> like- yeah. Well, they tried to give them a new gimmick, and it didn't work. Yeah. Like your new gimmick is you give
1: women AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> That oh, was literally Scotty Riggs' gimmick when he moved. It was Scotty like, Riggs' gimmick. Scotty Anton was—he just has an SCD, He has STDs. Yeah. And uh, he's gonna give you the clap. And also, so
0: good. Also, weirdly, Jason, who was just Incredibles' uh, agent, it was just that he was just creepy, and when you touched him, you felt uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> Jason's gimmick was the guy who's too old to be at the club. Yeah. That's <laughs> you remember when that Joe, guy's not dancing or
0: blinking. Whenever Joey Styles touched Jason, he would go. I touched Jason. I touched Jason. <laughs> Man, fucking ECW when it was on down, the downhill slide was very sad, but also great. It was, um, quick story uh,
1: before we go to break. Um, you were a
0: big Marilyn Manson fan. Did you wear one of those large dog collars? I'm on one the of bus? the
1: beautiful people, John. Oh, let's go to
0: the dope show. Nice. I uh, remember Mike Sove at grade seven uh, turned all of up and went, you guys don't know this about me. But when I'm at home, I'm a goth. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy how you nicknamed yourself Mike Sober. <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! That's not my nickname.
1: Or is it? It's a really fun. Jerry Lawler uh, got
0: caught dressed up as a headbanger, going, "I want to go talk to some of those young women yeah, yeah, that like yeah. this music."
1: Let's go. Uh, let's go to where they buy French fries at lunch, so I can. Pick up some garbage. I call them garbage. Because
0: I throw them into metal tubes when I'm done. By the way,
1: we're going to do a Jerry Lawler episode gonna one day. It's going to take a month long. And I'm the- going to keep tweeting it at the WWE until they're like, this man, is- he is a pedophile. A pedophile is on television every week.
0: Okay, here's the thing. When we do He's the, Jer- a pedophile. the Jerry King Lawler month, pedophile, one episode will be called Jerry, King Law- the, Lo- Jerry the King the Lawler the Pedophile. The pedophiles. And the pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Jerry the King Lawler. And we will break it down. You need to do this much research. Alright, everyone count with me how much research you need to do to figure out Jerry King Lawler is a pedophile. One, two, he's a pedophile. There it <laughs> is. Like, that's how long it takes. Oh, so many accusations.
1: It's like all Holy the shit heaven. that's happening in Hollywood now where people are like, oh yeah, I guess you can't treat people like that. That's going to happen in wrestling in 20 years and the mainstream media is going to be like, wait a minute. They used to do steroids and now they're all rapists? Jesus
0: Christ! Yeah. The whole
1: it'll bre- just be Seth Rollins being like, uh,
0: "I don't want to talk about it."
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just be awful.
0: I feel like Dwayne the Rock Johnson will just be like, "Can't believe I'm gonna say this," but it wasn't like that when I was there. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, right. we just hit the women, damn it! Short story.
1: They get to USWA before they are. uh, They come in as the headbangers for
0: a short stint. the King Lawler has an 11 year old on his lap. (laughs) A little game he likes to call Kiss Me on the Lips. I'm Tampa. Here's the
1: presents. Uh, So he comes in. uh, He comes on 11 year olds. They don't bring him in as the headbangers. They bring them in as the arachnoids Uh, at first. This is before they're in the headbangers, um, about 93. And uh, he goes. They go, we're arachnoids. And then uh, Lawler says, what's that? And he's like, oh, we pretend we're spiders. And he's like, well, people here are too fucking stupid to get that. You're the spiders now. Yep. And they just call them the spiders. The laziest name. We're fucking spiders. Why? I don't know. I've finished smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I was eating two Twinkies and I don't like you. That's why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after the break, we're going to talk about... Um, how they won the world titles and then
0: probably lost them pretty and quickly.
1: then uh, we'll yell about something I treasure
0: forever let's Bye-bye. talk about chat we'll talk briefly about Chaz and of course why briefly we'll see you after he wears, he wears briefs <laughs> fuck you Dylan fuck why you. briefly Oh, it's time for a break. To have a break. Break. Everyone's breaking. We're broken. Yeah. Not like Matt Hardy, because we're not paying Impact any money. Yay. Go to patreon.com, wrestler review. There's a backslash in there, and give us some fucking cash, you fucking shits. So you can decide what wrestler we review next. Or to pay us enough money to get a Barry Darso Tattoo. Only one of us will do that because the other one already has given his body for stupid ideas. Now enjoy the rest of the episode, and if you don't,
1: shut up your fat. Patreon.com backslash wrestlerreview. Please give us so much money.
0: Don't fucking correct my commercial.
1: Okay, so we jumped around a lot on the timeline, but here's what's happening right now. The Headbangers are mostly doing job matches because uh, Vince McMahon... um, Yeah, they're just not the type of guys that they push, really. And uh, they're in a feud with the Godwins. They feud with Furnace and LaFawn. They really are a bridge to the Attitude Era in a very weird way.
0: If you don't remember Furnace and LaFawn, they were two guys whose gimmicks are... Their names sound nice together.
1: Yeah, it's really funny because if... It sounds really weird to say... But if the internet was as popular then as it is now, they would have been hugely over because they were New Japan darlings. They were like really, really solid yeah, New Japan workers. and they were Japan also workers. huge
0: like, in certain territories, like in Memphis. Yeah. Doug Furness, I believe it was, was basically, uh, Jim Cornette was like, we'll do with Kane what we did with Doug Furness. Yeah. Doug Furness is supposedly the first person to ever rip a door off a cage.
1: Yeah, well, cause he's the uh he's the fucking uh uh he's the strongman. There's yeah. a strong man and then there's an agile little boy.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're just like They were
0: the power of glory power and glory of the yeah. late nineties. They
1: were just like the alt- these guys are a great tag team. That was their whole gimmick, but they had no gimmick in an era where everyone had a gimmick. Yeah. You know what I mean? As everyone to had now something. Where everyone's
0: gimmick is Remember when they did this other thing you liked? They're here now, making money. Shut the fuck up. Shane. Yeah.
1: Shabbat. <laughs> like just some like Shane Thunder. Why do we take one second to name everybody? We don't have time for second thoughts. Yeah, Your expect- gimmick
0: is I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what here's a question I want to ask though. What if they continued this angle of giving like the music of the times as a tag team like what- They still
0: do in that uh, if you look at it, so Adam Rose was like very much the EDM, like club mix fucking guy, which is very much part of popular culture. There, we would have had an emo wrestler.
1: Why haven't we had a like annoying hipster wrestler until Elias?
0: I don't know.
1: Like, they called him the drifter, now he's Elias. And is there, he's gimmicks, right? But like, why did we never have like, why did the WWE never have just like a straight up guy who comes out? I guarantee. And he's like, Corey these are artisanal <laughs> crackers. You can have one. Corey, I don't appreciate no, this if Co- texture.
0: If Corey Graves hadn't gotten injured, I guarantee he would have been the barista, Corey Graves.
1: Yeah. It, apparently, Corey Graves, by all accounts, also was an amazing fucking wrestler. He's just he got injured.
0: Yeah. Concussions. Yeah, it was concussions and a crazy neck injury where they were like,
1: nope, never again. Jesus fucking Christ. But here's an interesting thing was the the flying nuns, they got in so much trouble with the Catholic Church that they just vetoed the whole thing. Um,
0: but do you know why one of the reasons they got in so much trouble with the Catholic Church?
1: Uh, answer me that, John. They filmed
0: uh, they filmed them coming out of St. Paul's Cathedral without permission. Oh, yeah. Because this is a t- the time when Vince O'Gran was like, we don't have money for licenses or permission, so just do it. And they're like, yeah. um... This is going to be on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> the Pope is doing it.
1: But I like that. I I like, I like. would expand more on that because I like that gimmick of like, if these guys are crazy metal guys, then have them drop up as nuns. Have them just do wacky fucking shit. Like I said, if they wanted to go with this gimmick, really, really go with it, they could have been like a good mid-card tag team in another way that was like almost more memorable than it was, even though they were a good tag team for what they were at that time. Yes. They're the most memorable tag team of that 1997. Oddly. Like, people don't really remember Owen and the Bulldog were like the tag team chance for that whole year. And they were
0: fucking. And by the way, we're a great tag team and had a great dynamic yeah. of that. It was like basically their their gimmick was uh, the British Bulldog is this great, powerful wrestler, and Owen's an annoying bitch.
1: <laughs> it is crazy to look back on you like. You got two titles? I got. Two slammings.
0: Oh, so funny, man! I fucking, the, he was re, so good. There, he was the best heart. He was, re, he was one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. There was just something about him. Where you're like, this guy's such a piece of shit. Oh, no, he's it. so he's the only heart that also Canadians hated. People
1: would Not just be me, like, like no, I don't really like I that guy. The,
0: <laughs> I oh, he was always my favorite wrestler, and his point was completely made. And I think it was part of it was I grew up with being friends with all the the little brothers of all these like older dicks. Yeah. Um, and so whenever they're like, yeah, he always stood in his shadow and my parents liked him more. And I was like, I know like four people where that's true and I'm
1: nine and I can identify it. (laughs) Yeah. He was the quintessential little brother. He was the run to the litter. Like, you know what I mean? Like all the other hearts were barrel chested, brown haired men. He's like, I got blonde hair and I eat my boogers. I'm 38. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I kicked your leg up your leg. (laughs) So... Uh, the Headbangers win the world title in a fatal four way one of the first ones with the Legion of Doom the Godwins and Owen Hart and the British Bulldog and they win by interference with Stone Cold Steve Austin watch this match it's really jarring because Stone Cold Steve Austin is so almost who he is because he comes out And he stunners Owen for them to lose the match. This is just after his neck injury. But the thing is, it's a no boot stunner. He just stunners him. It's so weird to see someone. It's so weird to see him stunner somebody without the boot first.
0: Well, it's also. There was also a brief time where he would go onto his knees as opposed to his ass with the stunner. Yeah. And that's also where you're like, what the
1: fuck? You fucked that up. Yeah, the final kinks are being worked out in the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. And he gets a huge pop, of course, when he comes
0: out because he's just like, this is like. Just begin—it's the beginnings of Austin three sixteen. Yeah, it's the beginnings of uh, his gimmick, basically being like, you know, your dad's friend you don't mess with. That's me. <laughs> so Thrasher, here's how the Headbangers
1: basically—they um, basic—they lose the idy momentum they had is because Thrasher uh, injures himself in a match uh, with Mark Henry and then fully fucks up his knee. Um, he takes a bunch of time off. He cu- he gets fat and sad. And he basically, like any athlete, like he never trusts the knee again. He's like, I didn't feel as fast. Uh, I really wasn't. And part of their gimmick is that they're doing some high-flying stuff, and he never fully trusts his knee again. And that's really the downfall. But what we can do is, since we would have to stretch this from a half hour into an hour episode, essentially, for this one guy, uh, we can review Chaz's singles career, which goes as thus.
0: Please, please lay it out, because this was a period in time where this mostly took place over a summer, where I was working at a summer camp, so I basically missed his career. Yeah, okay. Here's the things I'll remember. Possibly the best theme music of the Attitude Era.
1: It's May to September is his whole singles run.
0: Yeah, so I missed it.
1: So, here's what happens. Vince Russo notices that when he smiles, he looks a little bit like...
0: Uh, a little boy. Leave
1: it, leave it to Beaver. And he loves tits. So, what was his full name, John?
0: Beaver cleavage.
1: Hairy beaver cleavage. No.
0: <laughs> his first
1: match. Okay, here are the, I don't know if you guys know this, but here are
0: the other uh, suggestions they had for his name. Okay. Bill Clam Farmer. No. Johnny Puts It In Holes.
1: <laughs> Fuck hole yeah. lady guy.
0: The Pink Diver.
1: The Pink Diver. So he comes out, his mom... Finger blast McGillicuddy. And an odd prediction of what's okay in Pornhub now, he comes out and his mom, uh, and he loves to fuck his mom is the whole thing? Of
0: course. Fucking course he does.
1: Um, So (laughs) his whole character is he loves to
0: fuck his mom and his mom's got big old juicy Keep in mind, everyone, on television. This was on television. This was... On television on a Monday at latest, 9.45. Yeah, and it's just like... But he's the, bottom of the card, so this is happening at 8.20. No, it would have been 9. Oh, yeah, it's 9 to 11. So yeah, 9
1: ha- to 11. It's only two hours at this point. Um, So, yeah, he's uh, beaver cleavage. He feuds with... He Then they've abandoned that very quickly.
0: And he's, Not fast enough. Here's he's when just you just Chaz. Here's when you should have abandoned it. He's a kid who fucks his mom. No, <laughs> he has the worst ring attire I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, you know he's up. What was fucking Chavo Guerrero's white person? Kerwin White. Yeah, it that sounds bad too. That is, I would say he's tied with Kerwin White for just like fuck off, mate.
1: Well, just the horrible ring attire is he wears a short sleeve white shirt with a tie. And he has the little like. Little. Basically, he looks like Ang- he's dresses like Angus Young. Up, in, but he and then he also has knee pads and wrestling boots. Where it's like, just go big or go home. Like make him dress like exactly like a little boy. Yeah, he no looks knee like pads. he
0: looks like the playable character from the video game Bully. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. No, that that it is
1: exactly like. exactly it.
0: So underrated video game, by the way. Ooh, because you get to bully people, right? Correct.
1: <laughs> it's my life, but as a video game.
0: That's how I get a boner. Um, that's how
1: I get a bobo. Um. So then he comes out as just Chaz. They do the ECW thing you were talking about, where he's just Chaz. Yeah. Again, in boxer shorts with a oh. smiley face on them.
0: Joe Boxer. That company. Where the fuck are they now? But there was a time where they ruled the roost. It's a smiley face that's upside down and it's over your dick. <laughs> <laughs> they go into it. He goes in an exciting
1: feud with Meat, which is great because. It's the only feud I've ever seen where both competitors are wearing underpants. Because Meat also just wore underpants. Yeah. We, it was literally who wins, boxers or briefs. Turns out, boxers won because it was the late 90s. Yeah, we did. Keep that fucking sperm flow going, buddy. Don't yeah. cage up your notes.
0: You want to make sure you have fat loads to throw on women that you don't count as people.
1: <laughs> he And then he does the whole thing where it's like, "This is, I'm a guy from Jersey. This is my girlfriend, Maria. And, uh we smoothly move into his wife beating angle with uh this lady where she would come out and just have a black eye and, and he would just have normal wrestling matches and
0: no one really acknowledged it as i recall they were like oh goodness
1: well no, they did they they acknowledged it because like there's all these <laughs> matches where she would come out with a black eye and then the wrestler would get really angry and just beat the shit out of him win.
0: do and, you think that when steve austin was watching the monitor backstage cuz he always watched every match he was thinking it's a good idea.
1: Did he watch every match? Yeah, Stu
0: and Coach Steve Austin notoriously watched every match. He would get there like at the beginning of every show and sit there and watch the entire ma- the entire thing. You gotta be the best to be the best, baby. But it's basically his whole point. His other whole point was you also see like how to stand out. Because you're like, oh, they're all doing that moveset. I'll move over here and only do this stuff. And it also meant that when people did stuff that was his, he would be like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> that's, yeah, but that's, that is... Literally, what set that man apart though. Yeah. Was it,
1: like, oh, uh, he just does his homework.
0: Yeah, he's a good student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shockingly. The drunk man is the best student. That shows how dumb wrestlers are. Oh, the man whose gimmick is he's actually drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know how this angle ends?
0: I know that the, the headbangers get reunited.
1: How do they get reunited, John?
0: I think one of them comes back, and then she admits she faked it, or something like that. Thrasher comes and shows GTV footage. Yes, GTV that she's
1: applying makeup, and they're not real bruises, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna say it: Vince Russo came up with Gone Girl. <laughs> this is Gone Girl. He breaks up with her. He, because on a heat, the do a heat segment where Chaz says, "Listen, we went our separate ways. We had a bit of problems." And then they just talk about how mature Chaz is, and then it tur- and then she's like, "Well, he beats me because women are fucking liars." I was about John. to say,
0: "This is what you learn about the, from the WWF: women don't tell the truth. Sometimes the bitch is making
1: it up." The WWF. Sponsored by Burger King. No. Literally, there were Burger King sponsorships, and it's like this woman's being beaten. Yeah, but she's a liar. Sponsored by Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> this
0: woman being called a whore is brought to you by Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Hmm. Can you cook it? You'll be cooking that in your one-bedroom mm, apartment that like you have female lying. Yeah, that you have to live in because the police say you can't go to your house. <laughs> Over, in the span of... Do you think that Mick Foley became the spokesperson for Chef Boyardee f- as a WF wrestler? Because they're like, well, he's the only one that we know doesn't beat his wife. I think that, yeah, he probably was
1: like, we, it's a safe bet that this guy's friendlier than everyone else. And yeah. he's been set on fire. <laughs> in the span of offensive angles, where would you rank Chaz?
0: It's top five, but it's not number one. Wife
1: beating and then she lies. It's top five, but it's not number one. I mean, yeah, you can just say top five. Because you can't
0: come up with like that's the button. For me, it's hard. The one that no one talks about that's fucking brutally offensive is Sable sues WWE for sexual harassment. Bring her back in. Now we're doing it in the ring. We're doing Vicky Guerrero next week.
1: I trust me that like what you say about the ruthless aggression era is no more. No more evident than the Vicky Guerrero saga.
0: It's nothing more evident... Okay, we'll get to it next week. I was about to tip my entire point about the Vicky Guerrero saga, about how fucked Vince McMahon is as a human being. Ethically. He's fucked,
1: man. <laughs> he is absolutely fucked.
0: Because Vicky Guerrero, here's the thing for next week, is a giant black hole for me. I know nothing about it. I know one thing that we will talk about at the top of the episode, and then Dylan will educate me as to what happened with that poor woman terrifying it's all terrifying she very well adjusted though
1: so the headbangers reunite and then they just job for two years
0: and it's crazy because i don't remember them being in the fed in 2000
1: they were they they were in the fed in 2000 they were just like jobbing on heat they still had jobs great the thing is that the headbangers they tried to become heel but at this point you can't uh, this is really the point i think you can't have the headbangers and the hardies in the same Yeah, because the Hardies are like mm. the evolution of the headbangers essentially.
0: Yeah. The
1: head The Hardies really are what the new rockers were. Like the new rockers were the Hardies. Because that's that's what rock evolved to be, you know? And well, the thing is they do the they do the goth thing in such a more like genuine way than the headbangers do because the headbangers are the there are quintessential mid-90s actually even early 90s metal guys they're early 90s metal dudes think about it cornet came up at a danzig concert and danzig is like a legacy act by that point
0: yeah danzig is from the 70s like danzig has been going for 20 years
1: yeah so that's how dated the headbangers are and wearing kilts and shit like that. That's really like 94 Lollapalooza style. And then now we're moving into 1999 where it's like, yeah,
0: drench yourself in black. You're a goth. Um, it's also You could also tell that the Hardy Boys, at least for Matt, or Jeff, pardon me, it was a bit more genuine since you've heard Jeff's band, which is a shit version of Marilyn Manson, basically. Yeah, since Jeff
1: Hardy is – the reason it came off very authentic is Jeff Hardy is that piece of shit where it's like he comes into – TNA And he's like, I want to be called Willow. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do my own. I have face paint. Why? Because it's an art thing. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, and I'm singing. This is what happens when a guy from rural Carolina gets into the arts. I'm
0: singing my own theme music. No. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 <laughs>
0: well, I just remember him walking to. I think it's Victory Road. And he's walking to the ring, mouthing the words. And you could just see him darting back and forth. With his eyes, and I know he's praying that they're singing along. Like they're,
1: We're going to do a Jeff Hardy episode, and his TNA years are so good. The, match where, the match where Sting had to pin him like it was a real fight, and it matched three, went three minutes long is the best you thing. You
0: mean I 90 think. seconds? It went 90 yeah, yeah. seconds it's long? Um so good.
1: Um, here's a, another thing I want to touch on with the Chaz thing is, they do that fucking scummy thing that I hate, where it's like, they have the pimp character, the godfather, and of course he's the first guy to beat Chaz for beating up because they have to be like the godfather hates yeah, the go- women. Like no, yeah. he's a pimp.
0: No, the godfather yeah, no, but you don't beat him in the face. That's yeah. noticeable. That affects your products. You just you <laughs> oh, you burn them. That was Jesus probably the right. logic behind yeah, it. He had a
1: he had a small he had a small talk with Chaz after the match about phone books. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a little <laughs> thing called right. a bag of oranges, you dumb fuck. Fucking
1: that oh, a fucking disgusting time in wrestling.
0: So, um, also by the way, the Headbangers then went on after their career was over to be fucking attacked by the WWE on a near constant basis. Oh yeah, they were always they were always considered like worst idea we ever had, and it's like no, they weren't. You fucking assholes should dub- have been the champions. Well, that's the thing about the WWE is like
1: they very much pick history now. So like, Chaz like Chaz matches aren't really searchable.
0: on the the network great that's great
1: cause like why would you all the Chaz matches that are searchable are ones when it's bland ass Chaz not like obviously you're not going to be able to search out the fucking wife beating shit you can't find beaver cleavage promos you know you can only find like his first match against Christian it's really weird um but uh yeah so they moved on after the careers to uh Chaz wrestled a bit uh Thrasher went to the bar industry and made a lovely time of himself and he poor guy. It's really crazy because yeah, they're, the the Fed's taking shots at them and shit,
0: just on shitty internet lists. Oh but yeah, and then finally put them in a. Where are they now? And everyone was like, "Oh, they're back in their good graces." And it's like, no, I don't think they are. I think it also was probably the thing is the Fed realizes we're like, we're gonna run into attitude era guys soon here. We're gonna need to put them in the Hall of Fame.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Like. Because
1: what happened was Thrasher went up to like 300 pounds after he got depressed when he got uh, fired. And then he dropped 100 and something pounds. He's back in okay shape. And the Headbangers got back together. They've wrestled a Chikara. And they recently um, had a little bit of a comeback on SmackDown Live, which is good. Because um, they had really offered to work matches. And they'd constantly been calling Road Dog and just trying to work matches. It's and so uh, fucking sad, And man. they were like, just my kid wants to see me in a WWF ring. We'll do it for free.
0: Yeah, let us just do it yeah. one time.
1: And apparently Triple H always said, no, I don't really buy that. I think that was like Triple H just being like, okay, I'm the boss, I'm the bad guy, and saying no to the headbangers for me. But they've been wrestling together again five years, and uh, they do spot shows in Florida, essentially. And uh, Great. They're doing great.
0: Have a fucking great time. And it, has
1: like a, it has a great ending, because you... Listen to the podcast, you listen to, um, they're on Russo, uh, you listen to them on the art Oh, of
0: course they're on fucking Russo. Yeah. Well, because
1: that's why they talk about why they were black baldos, because they were, think about this.
0: They were Russo boys.
1: They were the- And Cornette guys. Yeah. Oh, no. Cornette gave them the gimmick, and Russo really liked it. Like, they're
0: like- Yeah, they're the rarity, where they, those two men They could really agree. are the rarity, yeah. Yeah. That fucking cunt doesn't know how to read except when it comes to fucking headbangers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But apparently, um, another thing. Jack Briscoe was the was the first part, uh, start of the Beaver cleavage thing because he told Vince Russo that he looked like uh, Leave It to Beaver. Well, so Jack Briscoe started that. Shocking! Thing.
0: shocking. Get him in a
1: block and bury your face in your mother's fucking fat tits.
0: You'll be like Jerry, loved fucking his mom. I
1: mean, <laughs> Jerry could never find
0: a good a woman as good as Meredith. That, of course, being our mother, Dylan. What is the worst part of the headbangers? The worst part of
1: the headbangers um you know what? I th- I think if they were um I mean it's obvious, but if I don't know if they were more if they were more athletic and if they had like changed their wrestling style to be more crazy, I think that would have been uh better, but also they they came in in the time between you being able to do that. They were still in like they were very much in the transition from from fucking get an occupation, you're our intercontinental champion, to, uh, oh, I, I fuck this bag of flour. That's my character. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves to fuck food. Yeah. It's Chaz. <laughs> He's got his dick in a cake.
0: <laughs> uh, my worst thing is the fact they had a piercing. One of them had a piercing that went from his earring to his nose. And that yeah, it looked really painful. bothered me.
1: See that? But that thing, if that was two years later, if that was 1999, the headbagger come up you believe that shit's getting ripped out of
0: his head oh of course within seconds yeah kane would kane would rip it out and eat it and then shit it onto his fucking head oh yeah that would be a hell in a cell yeah
1: best
0: thing about the headbangers
1: the best thing about the headbangers is uh really in a short time they became really complete characters and you really think about mosh started wrestling in 1992 and they were just a good mid-card tag team they were what they were essentially is the best thing like they were a really complete act really quickly like they realized they really committed to everything they were just good like they're never gonna be like anything but short-term tag champions good jobbers but like that works as their character because they were both like likable dudes i don't know i don't
0: everything is good I would say the finishing move, fucking great. The yeah, finishing move was fucking Powerbomb with a lay drop, absolutely fantastic. More yeah, that t- was the one where it was like, why hasn't anyone done this? Yeah, move I don't before? know why anyone hasn't done that. Cause that, And also, that is a move where it's actually, you're not really going to hurt anybody. You're not going
1: to hurt anybody, and it's it looks way better than like Demolition's backbreaker knee drop oh, thing. Where it's one- like, it doesn't look good, and it's just like, you're just hurting a guy's chest yeah don't have crush it's murder also, tito santana This the day. other
0: problem also with that with being demolition demolition were so weirdly big that yeah, like demolition with, were bar bar tough
1: yeah where it's like who's gonna win these guys that work out or four uncles that yeah. are angry that you fucked their ex
0: <laughs> why are you sitting at a table you're not on a date
1: you sit at a bar if you're with friends i would believe that someone was like wait a minute if we put jackets on them sons of anarchy <laughs> that's how the
0: original sons of anarchy that's how the aces and eights got formed as vince oh, russo yeah. was watching a demolition match and went i've got it bro 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 we got a lot on vince
1: russo next week man that guy has interviewed everybody for his podcast and he is the mark Marin of wrestling podcast because he makes it all about him Here's I have- what I was thinking when I watched your match. I was thinking if you kiss a man, you go to hell, bro. <laughs> you go to hell, bro. I invented the concept of punches. Yeah, that bro, was me,
0: bro. Before me, there was I'm no breathing.
1: Into a really bad Barbara Streisand, which
0: I'm okay. Bro, with. bro, listen. Before me, bro, there was no breathing. You just fucking you were in water. You fucking walked around. Wrestlers used to come to the ring.
1: In a literal bag of pudding. They were all covered in pudding, and they
0: would lick it off each other. I'm the one that invented the pin, bro. Bro, before me, they weren't called the headbangers. They were called, "Uh uh-oh, bad music for you.
1: I wanted to get Bobby Lashley out of TNA, bro, and have Sean Morley do blackface, bro, and just say it's Bobby Lashley. How good would that have been, bro?
0: Bro, you need to understand something about me, bro. My son, bro, caught him kissing a boy, bro. I beat him with an inch of his life, bro. By that, of course, I mean he does what he likes and I cry. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, he knows, bro, what I did, bro. He's the bro. He's the new blood, bro. I'm part of the Millionaire's Club, bro. The impression's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been The Wrestler Review. Um la 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 So next week we'll be back with... Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero
1: great she's she's great uh truly people don't think of her this way but truly a wrestling phenom so that's uh this has been uh the headbangers and next week we got vicky guerrero uh and not in studio because she won't return my fucking calls thank you fuck you
0: bye good red, i want to tell you how i booked the headbangers first match Gay. <laughs> first
1: match, you fuck my wife. Second match, fuck my wife. You got such a good body, Thrasher.
0: Thrasher, pussy. Goodbye. Yes, sir. Uh, we've got the opponents in the ring: The Shadow and Tony Williams, who will be taking on—not um, their first match by a long shot—but their first match in USWA. Here they come, the Headbangers, who are out with us for their first visit, and on the way to the ring, they stop by. Hello there, Mr. Lance Russell. Do you hear it? Turn it up. That is the music of the 90s, and I want all you stinking in friends to realize one thing. (laughs) The Headbangers are in town, baby. And we are the team of the 90s. We are the thing
1: of the 90s. (laughs) Well, we got a big match coming up for the
0: USWA tag titles.
1: I just had to get out of here because I can tell right now, you guys are rude and crude. You guys don't respect authority. Your kind of people. My kind of people, Lance Russell, exactly. You guys are definitely Scott Bow material. And I know we got a match scheduled this week. You guys against Tommy Ricks and Doug Gilbert, but what we're going to do, we'll get that match canceled, you'll join b Enterprises, and baby, I'll turn you into the nine-inch nails of professional wrestling. You understand what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> have, have, have you fully looked at us? Have you looked look at us? Look at us, Scott Bowden? We look like...
1: Do we, do
0: we, do we don't
1: need a third wheel! We don't need you! We don't need anybody! Look at us! Where did you, you watch! You watch, and you're going to see we don't need you or anybody! Hey, don't let my parents fool you, man! I'm a huge Slayer fan! Megadeth is one of my favorite bands! We
0: got a lot in common, guys! What do you say? You heard what they said! They said they don't need you, Scott! Hey, hey, keep your big know? nose out of this! Forget it! Forget it! Well, Scott Bowden gets turned down out again and the headbangers head to the ring.